Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can't crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving. Hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crush a nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. everyone this is ringside rain and you're listening to can crushers podcast and now here is your host mark the mark martinez thank you ringside rain for this amazing amazing introduction welcome to can crushers wrestling podcast the spotlight edition you guys know i love doing weekly wrap-ups but this is my favorite show of the week i love hearing from wrestlers i love hearing their stories, how they got into the business, the trials and tribulations that they had, just everything about professional wrestling. Yeah, I am that guy. I am Mark the Mark. Welcome back. If you've been here for a long time, welcome aboard. If this is your first, I hope you stick and stay because this is going to be a big one. Guys, I have, I'm not going to do it right now, so I'm just going to give you Isaiah Zane is coming on the show. This kid has been... In wrestling for two years. He has been on NWA, Impact, ROH, WWE, and AEW already. Two years in the making. He is on everyone's radar. He is going to be a mega star. He's there. So make sure you stick and stay and listen to this interview because it is going to be awesome. We're going to talk about a lot of other random shit as well. But this is what we're going to do. Talk wrestling. But we have to get there first. And I have to tell you about collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that cool stuff that Al Snow and the Hooligans have at collar and elbow. Make sure you check them out. I'm wearing my pseudo macho man shirt but it has al snow and head on it right now as i'm recording still one of my favorites the comfort is there they don't stretch in the wash they stay amazing my very first one the one that says property of collar and elbow years old now nothing's wrong with it nothing so head over to collar and elbow buy some hoodies they're amazing as well and when you do use a promo code can crushers all one word Capital C and Can, Capital C and Crushers, and you'll save 10%. Guys, don't forget to check out our website itself. It is cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers. You'll find our merch on there and every podcast that we have ever done. But you can also go to Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. The list goes on and on and on. Wherever you're listening now, is probably your favorite, so we hope that you gave us a rating and gave us a heart and you followed and get the notification bell on there because that would be really cool as well. Each little tick that we get helps grow more and more and more, 
We're happy with our fans, but we want to invite more in. So please share this as well. Say, hey, this guy is my favorite wrestler. I've seen him on Impact, ROH, WWE. Listen to this podcast. That helps a lot, guys. If you're a wrestler and you would like to be on a Can Crusher Spotlight, reach out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slide into our DMs, or send us an email. It's it's an old school thing. People still do this. It's cancrusher69 at gmail.com. So, yeah, reach out. We'll get you scheduled. Always scheduling, continuing to go, go, go. So, yeah. All right, here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow, and then when we come back, we'll have Isaiah Zane, the gracious gift, but there's more coming on the show to talk about wrestling and what he's doing all over the place. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Ladies and gentlemen, it is yours oh so truly, Mr. Kind of a Big Deal, the gracious gift, your man's Isaiah Zane, and I need you guys to go subscribe to Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, guys. You heard how excited I was to have this guy coming on the show, and I'll get there because there is a ton that I have to say first, even before I welcome him, so let's get this going. He is... Yours oh so truly, Mr. Kind of a Big Deal, the gracious gift, your man's Isaiah Zane. Isaiah, how the hell are you doing today? Bro, finally someone nailed my intro. I appreciate that. I'm doing great. How about you? I do my homework, dude. I do my homework. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're doing very good. So we had to shift this around. This has been in the, in the books for a while. We had to shift it a little bit, and this is one that... I'm all right that we shifted because finally I get another movie star on this show with me. I just wrapped a movie as well. Literally just wrapped a movie last Sunday. So I know your busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, some interesting has been going interesting things have been going on with your man's Isaiah Zane. Uh I can't talk much about it yet, but you no. know, I just finished being in two movies, so uh Y'all just gonna have to stay tuned for that. Can't, like I said, can't say much, can't say much. But your man's over here is a very busy man, and shoot, you might just see me pop up on one of your favorite TV shows very soon. You never know. Yeah, we'll get to that too. That's that's a huge spoiler once we talk about you a little bit. Um, yeah, so awesome on the movies. Congratulations. It's always fun shifting gears. And again, I don't want to know about the movies, guys. We'll get to his socials at the end of the show, as we always do, but. Follow his socials. I will say this for, and I'm putting the independent because I hate classifying independent to pro. Da, 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 da. For an independent star that you are, 
you kill it, dude, on social media. You need to have a training session for some of the other people in this world. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, how I know how to promote myself on social media. I feel like I should have a little more followers than I have. You know, your man is over here on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I just got a Twitter. Not a fan of Twitter very much, but, you know, I got one. And, you know, I got my YouTube. You know, you got to stay promoting. You got to keep the people updated and what the day-to-day life is of your man's Isaiah Zane because that's the only way you're going to be seen. Yeah, you can be seen through connects, but, like, you got to post. I see a lot of these wrestlers that are posting once a month, and it ain't even about wrestling. Yeah, I post more stuff. It's not just about wrestling, but I'm posting at least once a week, sometimes more, to keep the fans updated so everybody knows I'm doing something constantly. Yeah, you are very busy. All right, let's do the rewind. You're a young man. You could be my son, but we'll rewind far <laughs> enough back. Who was the first person that introduced you to wrestling? Mom, Dad, Uncle Joe, Aunt Jane. How did you find this crazy sport when you, you were a little younger? Okay, so I was – I'm 22 right now. I didn't start watching wrestling until I was 13. But I was at my friend Logan's house. It's like a childhood friend I've known all my life. And uh, he just had SmackDown on the TV. And it was Kofi Kingston versus Curtis Axel on SmackDown. I had had heard of wrestling, but I never really ever watched it or knew anybody. And from the second my eyes locked on the screen, I was like, bro, this could be potentially what I want to do. Because I wanted to be (laughs) in the NBA. I wanted to be a basketball player before this. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shoot, WWE might be for me. And Kofi Kingston became, like, literally one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And he's someone I look up to a lot. And, uh, yeah, that was how I first was introduced to it. Okay, so you you introduced us to Kofi. Who else did you go? Because not not being a dick, uh, you should have followed Curtis Haskell, too, because he's, he's <laughs> awesome. I mean, I didn't think he got his just in the WWE, but yeah. that who else did you like? Well, you know, obviously, you know, I love John Cena. You know, I know some people have mixed emotions about how good he really is. But let's be real. Nobody gets a reaction like John Cena. He knows how to, you know, do whatever. He's literally my favorite of all time. In my opinion, he's the greatest of all time. A lot of other people I look up to is Xavier Woods. I feel like he is heavily slept on. He's very, very underrated. I feel like he needs a singles run. I know they're happy doing the New Day thing, and they can continue to do the New Day because, you know, I love the New Day. But I really feel he needs, like, a singles run because he honestly could be WWE champion, in my opinion. He's very underrated. And he could just hang with anybody in the world, go 30 minutes, go an hour with anybody in the ring. So I would say those are some people I really look up to. Uh, Women-wise, I really like Liv Morgan. She is somebody who I feel should have been champion a really long time ago. Like, she's literally so damn good. I honestly feel like she's better than – a lot of people in the wrestling world right now, like she's extremely, extremely talented. You can see the hard work she puts in and she has the look, she has the charisma, she has the personality, she's got everything. And uh, yeah, those are some of the wrestlers I look up to. I saw Liv to piggyback that one time at a live event in State College, Pennsylvania. And you know, those aren't televised or anything like that. She probably had, and I no disrespect to her, she probably had her greatest match that I've seen at this live event because they just let them go there. And it was amazing. It it really was. It was her and Oscar just going at it. And I'm like, man, why don't they put that on TV? Why can't we see live like this on TV? Kudos to, you know, her title run right now. 
which I'm not a fan of because they're making it too much of an underdog story. We'll get to that later, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, I, I just she is one of the greatest out there right now. I completely agree with you. And Kofi, to go back to Kofi real quick about you, he had his title run. I do think he needs another one because that title run was really memorable in that summer. And I and I don't want him to have like the the Intercontinental or the U. I want him to have another big title run again because he did a lot uh, inside and outside of the ring. He changed a lot for the business. So kudos to Kofi as well. Exactly. So let's talk about your life growing up a little bit into sports. What did you do before you actually, you know, made that decision at the age of 20 to go to wrestling school? Yeah. So yeah, I'm 22 now and I made the decision to go to wrestling school when I was 18. But before I did wrestling, like I said, I played basketball a lot. I was playing basketball in school and different like, you know, minor league parks and all that. I played basketball, I played a little bit of football, I played baseball. I even did soccer or for, you know, the UK people football, but I call it soccer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just did a lot of different sports until I got introduced to pro wrestling and quickly dropped every single other sport and just pursued professional wrestling. So you tell the family at 18, I'm going into wrestling. How, uh, how is that taken? They were honestly fine with it. I'm very blessed to have a family who supports me a lot. They're not fake at all. And they were like, well, shoot, if you want to do this, then you better go freaking do it. And I'm doing it. And they've supported me very well. And they've helped me out a lot. And I'm in a place now where, you know, I could help myself, if that makes sense. Like, of course, they help along the way, but I very much can handle my own. And I'm just grateful that they're there for me to support me through all this. Mom and dad uh, come to matches. Uh, the rest of the family come to matches or anything? Oh, yeah. They come all the time. Not like if it's like extremely far, like a 10-hour drive or anything because, you know, that's a little much. They could just watch it on TV. But if it's, you know, not too far, maybe five hours max out the way or less, they'll come to every single show they can. Is either one of them your your biggest fan? Like, don't hurt my little baby or anything? Like, help you make your own clothes or anything like that? Oh, I don't know about helping me with my clothes. I'm going to rattle my own. <laughs> but, you know, my mom is very, you know, she gets worried a lot. You know, I can take a simple slam and she's like, oh, my gosh, please don't hurt my baby, this, this, and that. But, you know, what mom wouldn't be worried about their son? I agreed. I agreed. All right. So we're 18. We make that call. How do you find, and I don't know, I, I tell everybody this off the top anymore. I don't do a lot of homework anymore because I like knowing your story from the horse's mouth, essentially. How do you go about finding your school that you go to? Who's your trainers? Because I like that, you know, young stars like you, you have to give kudos to your trainer because we're going to have a talk of a list of everything you've done in two years, which is some people on the roster uh, of independents haven't done that over a 10, 15 career. So you're knocking on the door already. So get to that story. Okay, so yeah, I was 18 years old, and I'm just looking up wrestling schools. I've I've graduated high school, you know, I figured out, all right, I want to do wrestling, I want to do wrestling. I never did amateur wrestling. I have no experience in pro wrestling. I don't know know what to do. So I'm just looking up wrestling schools in Louisiana, because I live in Louisiana. So looking up, first thing I see is Wildcat Sports and Entertainment in Louisiana, ran by Luke Hawks. 
I'm looking at it. It looks like the most legit school. Can't really find any other ones in Louisiana because there's not a lot of wrestling in Louisiana. So I give Luke Hawks a call. I'm like, hey, I'm a young kid. I'm very small at the time, 155 pounds. Don't know what I'm doing, but I want to get into the business. I want to learn. He invites me to come down on a Tuesday night and see the training session for about three hours. And I was very impressed with everything. The school you know, ran very professionally. And he was like, all right, you got to pay this certain amount a month. And, you know, we'll teach you what you got to know. Paid like $250 a month, wound up paying like $3,800 or so in total just to learn wrestling. And like I said, this is nothing to bash the company. I have nothing against anybody there. But it quickly became not the place for me, if that makes sense. Yep. It was a lot of a lot of bad politics involved, I feel. They have a lot of great people there, like Jay Spade. He's an amazing wrestler, extremely underrated. He taught me a lot. Matt Lancey, you know, Danny Flamingo, a lot of underrated wrestlers. Luke helped me a lot along the way, too. I was very small, and, like, he really showed me, like, how to get big and everything, and he gave me a lot of workout routines and a lot of nutrition facts and all that stuff and helped me out a lot. But it just quickly became that they were holding me back, I feel. I feel like I was uh, progressing a lot, and I was doing literally every single thing they told me. And along the way, they didn't want to push me anymore. They were like, "Uh, you're not ready. You're not ready to be on the show. And, you know, I know schools tell a lot of people that, oh, they think you're not ready. But I know damn well I was ready to wrestle on, you know, in front of a live crowd. And they just weren't feeling it. But literally everything they asked me to do, I did it. They taught me all the moves I needed to know, and I perfected them. I don't want to say I perfected them, but I, I got them down to a T. And they kept taking me out of the ring. They made me work out more because they feel I wasn't in good enough shape, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not in the best shape. But literally, every time they told me to work out a certain way or get in this shape, I gotten exactly what they wanted me to do. But for some reason, it just wasn't clicking. I pitched these, characters idea, these character ideas for myself, and they're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it, but you know, I knew I was feeling it and I knew my character and myself was going to be money and it was going to, you know, it was going to get me to where I want to be. And so far I'm using it and I'm doing that very well. I eventually left Wildcat Sports and I took my talents over to Elevate Pro in Louisiana, trained by Benjamin J. Woods. He helped me out a lot. That dude has so much knowledge. He's been in the business for like 25 years, done a lot. Very underrated guy. And along the way, I met my mentor and one of the closest people in my life now, the Pope, Elijah Burke. He's a former NWA champion, NWA television champion, sorry, former WWE superstar, TNA impact wrestler. And Elijah has literally been there every step of the way. He just found me on social media one day and he has helped out so incredibly much. His knowledge of psychology, the business, how to go about being a professional, treating yourself like a star is is literally one of a kind. I don't know how to describe it. And honestly, without Elijah Burke and Benjamin J. Woods from Elevate Pro, I don't know how well I'm in the business right now because they've taught me so much and I've came a lo- very long way because of them too. So, to, not bashing, how long did you stick and stay with Hawk before you made that transition to say, nope, I, I need to shift gears? Yeah, so I was with Wildcat for two years. And it was a lot of time, essentially. Yeah, I was with Wildcat for two years, and they never wanted me to. They never wanted me to wrestle. They wanted to make me a referee. That's nothing against referees. Referees are just part of them. Yeah, referees are just as much part of a match as the wrestlers are. You need a good referee to help tell the story in the match. You need a good ref to 
you know, make sure everything is good in the match and, you know, no dumb shit goes on. But I have no, like I said, I have no problems with referees. I feel like it is a part of paying your dues, you know, learn how to ref a match because if you're a wrestler, you need to know the rules of a wrestling match. And in order to do that, you should study the referees so that, you know, you watch what they're doing. But I know very, knew very quickly, I didn't want to be a referee my entire career. I knew I wanted to be a pro wrestler and I was going to make that happen. So I started to practice being a referee at practice. It got to the point where they didn't even let me train anymore. They were like, all right, you're just going to ref. You're not going to take the bumps. You're just going to referee. And I just feel like that didn't make any sense. Like, what did I do wrong to – why can't I do both? Why can't I learn how to ref and ref? It was like, no, you're just refing. So they gave me the referee job. I feel I succeeded in it. I was terrible at first, but eventually I listened to everything they said, and I did everything literally perfectly the way they wanted to tell me. And then once I got the referee down, they were like, all right, well – you know, we'll put you back in the wrestling now, but we're going to start from square one. You're going to be, you know, taken out of the ring and you, you're going to learn how to do this first. You're going to work on your conditioning. And same thing. I did everything they asked me to. And they just, I guess, I don't know if they were just, they felt I was going to take their spot. If I'm being honest, I feel like that's part of what it was. But it, I, at the end of the day, it just wasn't the place for me. I'm very grateful for them because they did teach me a lot. Luke Hawks was a great guy. He taught me a lot of things. But at the end of the day, I just feel like maybe they didn't want me there. I'm not sure. So, yeah, I took my talents to Elevate Pro. And, you know, here I am two years in the business. I've wrestled for, like, 35 different companies, been in, like, 12 different states, won, like, four championships. And while I've done a lot, at the same time, I'm not nowhere near where I want to be. I feel like I have a very long way to go. And, yeah, I got a long way to go, and I got to figure it out. Again, not not slamming them because this is me saying when I went oof about keeping you as a referee, um, the, the potential that you see now with you, uh, I can only imagine they saw it as well. Just to cover my own ass, I'm essentially saying this because I love referees, but um, it, it just seems like maybe they just wanted to you know thumbnail you down there, and I like that you just told that story that you knew what you had to give and you're like, all right, I got to peace out. I, I need to leave because you said it yourself. Being a referee is great. Everybody should. And I, I agree with that. Ricky Morton actually came on the podcast one time and said, you should have to ref a couple matches prior to you getting in the ring. But if, if getting in the ring is a thing you, you want to do, maybe not for two years refereeing or something like that. Just five or six and then push you on your way to say, here, here's your first match. So Elevate, when you get to Elevate, how long before they allow you and the Pope and everybody says, you're getting in the ring because, holy crap, we see it. Yeah, so I came to Elevate in, I think it was like August 11th of 2020. And I had my first match on August 22nd, I think the date is, of 2020. So like 15 days after I came to Elevate Pro. Two weeks. They, they, they saw yeah. it. They knew. Yeah, they saw it. They were like, you were ready. And I, my first ever drive, I drove 13 hours to Madison, Indiana to have my first match. While, and that's a very, wow. very long drive. That's a yeah, long very, drive. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you got to pay your dues in the beginning. You don't get paid a lot sometimes. And when you're very new, nobody knows who you are. So everybody kind of walks all over you. So, but I had a good time with the company. You know, I only got paid like $30, lost so much money just to travel down there. But I had my debut and I made, I got kind of, not a name for myself, but people started to realize, all right, this guy's going to do literally whatever it takes. 
and I got some respect and eventually I started traveling the world every single weekend. Yeah, you brought up two years in 12 states, 35 different companies. Again, that says a lot for you. For one, and I'll say it again, uh, marketing yourself, getting your name out there, because again, 35 different companies is massive within itself. But 12 states in two years, people are like, well, you can do 50 in a year. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I mean, you do as a wrestler. You can. But young, that's awesome. So congratulations. Pat yourself on the back, uh, Isaiah, for that. Literally patting myself on the back for real right now. Good. Good. <laughs> I wish I would have saw that. Um, so you have that first match 13 hours away. How is it? You know, talk about that long ass drive first of all is that just going through your head man first match is there jitters is there excitement is there what emotions before you get behind the curtain and then how do the emotions change when you come out yeah so the drive like i said was brutal i felt like oh my gosh this drive is never going to end this is absolutely insane but you know eventually i guess you get kind of used to it i was not nervous the entire day until i arrived at the building and I, you know, I get out of the car, I start taking my suitcase out, you know, got my gear in my bag and I arrive and I start shaking hands with all the wrestlers and I see the ring, I see the crowd and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally terrified. I don't think I'm ready anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and this crowd is only in front of like, I don't know, 50 people, you know, very small, but I'm still, you know, it's my first show. So I'm like, I, I'm actually, I was like thinking, oh, maybe Wildcat was right. Maybe I'm not ready to perform in front of people. I got this plain gear on. I got nothing but plain black gear with like no designs on them. I'm very green. I look very, you know, new. I don't really have a, I guess, a look. I have my character down, but I don't have the gear yet. And that was something I was really slacking. But I had the match. I absolutely killed it. I got the crowd to be hella invested in me. And I came out with a W. And as soon as I walked through the curtain before the match, all the nerves were gone. I was so confident. I was like, let's fucking kill this. And I killed it, and I impressed the promoter, or the you know, the owner of the company, and I got asked to be back. And since then, I've just been wrestling every single weekend. After the match, little yes. bit, little bit of a breakdown, uh, not like mental breakdown or anything, but you just that whole holy shit, I did this, I knocked this off, I did this type of moment. Yep. And uh, what's cool was Elijah Burke, the Pope who he, like I said, he found me on social media one day and he was just, you know, texting me every now and then giving me little critiques on my matches. And he actually surprised me at the show. He, he got on like a flight or something last minute, changed his flight or something like that to show up to Indiana just to support me and show up to my match. And he helped me out so much. And literally after the show was over, you know, he came to the ring and he just started to like train me for like two hours. And he just showed me everything I need to learn in the wrestling business. And I listened very well. And I'm forever grateful for him because he's helped me out a lot. Do you still get the the butterflies before you come out? Yes, every single time. Yeah. It's not as crazy as the first time where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrified. But I get a little nervous because I'm like, oh, man, is this match going to be good? Is the crowd going to react? Am I going to be on point? Am I going to look good? Are my moves going to be perfect? But as soon as my music hits and then as soon as the, I go through the curtain, I'm I'm ready and the nerves are gone. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to kill. So you, you said a couple times Pope kind of helped you transform. And I'm not going to go through the, the gamut uh, of nicknames and uh, 
aspirations and all, all that again. But let's just the, the gracious one. Does does the Pope help you? And then don't say anybody yet because I have I always compare. I watch a couple clip hits of your matches. I have three people that I compare you to, and I'll tell you why here in a second. But does the Pope kind of say, "All right, this is you need to transform into this"? Do you have three people that you're like, "This is who I definitely am"? Yeah, he kind of told me you should like, yo, study some people and like take not take their stuff, but take mannerisms and little things for them and combine them into one and just figure out who Isaiah Zane is. He told me everything I need to do to figure out what that character is and make it complete, complete. But overall, I really just figured it out for myself because I knew what I was going for. And I told him that and he understood that and he accepted it and he was like all right you know what you know what you're talking about you know what you're gonna do and i did it and you know i'd say i'm making him very proud all right so my three people my three people that i see when i saw some of your clips of matches and stuff aj styles because one will get to your clothesline because that's within itself but AJ Styles, because I, I took some of the flipping that you do in the clothesline to me, kind of gave it the the phenomenal forearm. So kind of roll with that with the clothesline. Okay, I appreciate that. I like that. I like that. Your your build itself reminds me of a lot of Trent from Best Friends, Trent Beretta. Uh, and- <laughs> I saw that drop kick before, and I'm like, he likes Trent. I didn't know anything about <laughs> Kofi, so sorry I don't have Kofi in this. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I also see just your like mannerisms and the way that you carry yourself and the swag that you have is Dolph Ziggler. Am I close oh. at all? Oh, I mean, it's three people I've actually never thought of. <laughs> but, you know, that's I a, like that's all the No, then. I'm over three. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm a fan of all three wrestlers, but I've actually never took the time to take really anything from them three, which is interesting you say that. It is interesting because a lot of people all say, oh, you're kind of like Kofi. And I never really, like, I, I, I never thought I was like Kofi, but I tried to take, you know, I guess his athleticism and the way he goes about things and try to do it for myself. But AJ Styles, Trent Barretta, Dolph Ziggler, all phenomenal wrestlers. I love Dolph Ziggler as a kid. Oh my gosh, he's one of my favorites. He's so that's in the mental. That's in the mental background. All right, so one for three. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah, Trent Barretta. Interesting thing about Trent Barretta. I actually didn't know a lot about indie wrestling when I first watched it. I was one of those guys that was like, I was all WWE when I was a kid, and I didn't know about anything else most and anything else were. that existed. Yeah, most of us were. Yeah, anything that else that existed, I didn't care for. Like, people were like, yo, bro, you should watch TNA. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a chance. Watched it a week. Yeah, I liked it, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with WWE. <laughs> but eventually, as I got older, I started to realize, okay, let's get out of this, you know, fanboy phase, actually explore the other wrestlers in the world. And, you know, eventually I started watching WWE, NWA, Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact Wrestling, you know, MLW, New Japan, everything, and of all those small indie companies in the world, all the big indie companies in the world, and I take, I watch everything, you know, I gotta stay updated with the product, I gotta see who's popping, who's not, who's making a name for themselves, who's creating a little bit of buzz, and I gotta see, you know, who's debuting at the end of the day, because I want to be better than everybody else. Touche, as you should, because you can, 
you have to push yourself. You have to be, and I'm going to use this one, and it's not a knock. You did bring up women. Soraya slash Paige is the hottest thing back in the wrestling right now. You need yep. to excel that you need to take her name down a little bit because you need to do something that gets your name on the Twitter at, uh, atmosphere, essentially, right? Exactly. I want to I want to show up on AEW or Impact or WWE or whoever, and I want my music to hit, to hit and everybody be like, holy shit, it's Isaiah Zayn. And guess what? That's going to very much happen. But, yeah, speaking of Soraya, another person who, you know, has all the potential. World. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Soraya is literally top three best women wrestlers in the entire world. Yes. She, it's unfortunate what happened with her neck and everything. I don't know if she's going to wrestle in AEW or if she's just going to be like a manager type role. But paid, yeah, paid Soraya, literally one of my favorites of all time. I actually watched, I'm sure you've seen the Fighting With My Family movie, but before that, the movie made about her, before that I actually watched the documentary made about her when she was a young kid growing up in Norwich, England and all that. And I just quickly became a fan of Paige. Like the way how different she was, it was so different than, you know, all the other women. And it was just something you could connect to. Like she was a superstar and she very much still is now. I love the documentary more than the movie. The movie was yeah. Disney all over it. You know, it was it was a nice <laughs> homey movie. The documentary was like, oh shit, yeah. So yeah, it was great. So who do you think then? Because I give you my three. You have to think Kofi, and I know you said you kind of. And it, it's not borrowing. It's not stealing. It's wrestling. Everybody uses something from yeah. somebody, and it's. It's either, hey, you're honoring this person, or you really loved him as a child, or fuck it, I'm never going to see this guy again, I'm going to steal his move anyway, whatever. Like, who are your three that you think really encapsulate who you are then? Kofi. You don't even have to name Kofi. So Kofi's number one. Yeah, man, honestly, I really don't know. I know that's a bad answer. I don't know, but... A lot of people tell me I, I I do things like certain guys, but also people tell me I'm one of a kind and I'm original. Like I said, I'm just figuring it out. I really don't know yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out along the way. Sorry, I don't really have an answer for that. <laughs> That's all right. Two years in, you're still a baby. And I don't mean it mean you're still a baby. Yeah. Long career ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your clothesline, though, because I have two people. Like, it's not as violent as Stan the Lariat Hansen's, but it's as powerful as JBL's. Where'd you get the, the like your clothesline is the clothesline. Like it's one of my favorite clotheslines out there right now. Like you just do it and, and rip somebody's head. Where did you get the love for that? Man, look, it's as simple as put your arm out and knock someone's ass down. That's your mindset. Got to go into it. All these people want to put their arm out and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give him a clothesline. I'm going to hit his chest or whatever and make him fall. No, that ain't the mindset you got to have. You got to look at it as I'm about to I'm about to kill this dude. Of course, I'm not trying to kill nobody, but like I'm trying to come out with this W in this match. So I got to knock this dude's ass down, go for the cover and win the damn match. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't oh, I don't win a match off my clothesline, but, <laughs> you know, it. it's part of it. It's a setup. Yeah, yeah you just got to. You got to knock him down. You got to go in with that mindset of I'm trying to win this match and I'm trying to get this dude on the ground. That's it. Simple as that. You mentioned that you watch wrestling across the board now, everything and everything. That's good, good, good. How far back do you go, though? Will you go back into like the 80s, early 90s and say, 
man, I want to learn something from maybe like Larry Zabisco or, you know, Mr. Perfect or, you know, something like that? Oh, yeah. I watch everything. I, I mean, I don't watch 80s, 90s wrestling extreme amount, but I do try to watch some of it at least once or twice a week just to refresh my mind because I, I feel like especially back then, uh, matches had a lot more psychology. That's not, you know, sitting on guys now. I mean, they definitely do. But I feel like back then it was a lot more basic moves and a lot more crowd involvement. And everyone there was just like a character. Everyone was a star. And they knew how to get someone invested. So I watch a lot of 80s, you know, Bret Hart, 80s, 90s, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Devon Eriks, you know, you know, Cully Blanchard. Like a lot of those guys, they just they just know what they're doing. They, you're right. They do. So again, two. I, I keep saying this: two years in the business, and one, you show up backstage on Impact, and do you have a beef with Matt Cardona? By the way, do you, do, you, do you want him one day for just disrespecting you because you had authority that day and he kind of just shit on you? Yeah, man. You know, Impact. I had a little extra thing on Impact. I didn't wrestle. No big deal. I'm very grateful to even be there, which, I, don't get me wrong, I will 100% wrestle there one day, multiple times. But yeah, I showed up on Impact, and they were like, uh, hey, man, you want to do this little security thing? I was like, yeah, of course. Why not? Why wouldn't I want to get on TV? And, you know, they told me to watch out, you know, watch out, make sure everybody's got a pass to get backstage so, you know, no fans come in the building. And, you know, I checked Matt Cardona, and I'm like, yo, man, I got to see a pass, you know, whatever. This man just disrespect me. Like he's like, man, I'm the I'm the Impact TV champion, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, but like he just walked past me like I was nothing. Like, does he not know I'm yours? Oh, so truly, Mister Kind of a Big Deal, the gracious gift. Your man's Isaiah Zane over here. He was looking at me just like some small security guard wrestler. But yeah, Matt Cardona. You know, you're a great guy. I watch your vlogs. Very interesting. Very nice guy. But yeah, why wouldn't I want him in a match? We'd have a banger, and I'd come out with the win. You would. You you, you definitely would. How about how do you get on NWA then? And you had a hell of a match with JTG. Yeah, so NWA, I I earned that, but I definitely had some help with the pole Elijah Burke. He, like I said, he helps me out a lot in my career, and he put a word in for me. But like I said, just because somebody puts a word in for you, that's not given an opportunity because you still have to go to the higher ups, and they still have to check you out and be like, all right, let me see if this guy's good enough. And not just throwing anybody Joe Schmo in there. So, yeah, I got some help from him. And I had a match, a ladder match. And JTG was involved in it. And, you know, I got to get a few moves in on him. And, man, can I just talk about JTG for a second? That sure can. Yeah, that dude is literally one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And while I wasn't, when he was wrestling, I really wasn't. Like I said, I was only 13. So he had just started to kind of get out of WWE. I didn't know much about him. But as I got older, I watched him him back a lot with Crime Time, with Shad, rest in peace. And JTG, man, he is literally so underrated. I feel like he should be signed again right now. Like, yeah, he's an NWA, but I want to see him on a, you know, a bigger stage. I feel like a lot of people, I mentioned JTG, and they don't even realize the name. Like, he's literally such an amazing talent. And to grow up watching him and then to have a match with him was literally one of the coolest moments of my life. That dude is such a nice guy. He helped me out so much and taught me so much. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a one-on-one with him very, very soon. I got to meet JTG down in at WrestleCade in 2019. Chad, you know, again, rest in peace, was, was still uh, alive. And let me tell you, they took 
an hour with every person just to know family moments about a person they didn't know. They, they just spent so much time and that says a lot because there was a line to meet them, but they wanted to know about you. They wanted to, you know, live your life with you for, and it really wasn't an hour, but a good 10, 15 minutes with each person, the line's a mile long and they just took their time. And that means so much to fans like me and everybody else. But you're right. A lot of people don't know what he does in and out of the ring. He needs to be signed again. I would love, I'm a huge AEW mark. I love WWE. I love them all. But I think where he is, I, I think sliding to AEW would just be that spotlight right on him. You could see him in Lethal, him in Wardlow. Just go. I would love to see both of those matches. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a superstar. Look at him. He's literally total package. Also, that dude is big as hell. I'm not going to lie. He's pick him huge. Up I had to pick him up from the airport one day. I got him in the back seat. And, like, this dude, he is literally taking up, like, two damn seats. Like, he's big as hell, bro. Ridiculous. He is. And you get to work AEW Dark. Uh, folks, by the way, that's a thumbnail picture. Uh, check him out. He was on AEW Dark. He was in a trios match. Go up. Check it out on YouTube. It's on his social media. Da, 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 do all that cool stuff. Let's talk about AEW. How do you get there? I like knowing how is the spread that day backstage because I'm a fat garbage man, as we talked about beforehand. You know, how was the whole atmosphere? Okay, so I don't know if I can say who reached out to me. Maybe I can, but just for privacy reasons, just in case, I'm not going to say it. Touche. But, yeah, I got an email from AEW one day just being like, hey, can you make this day? We would like to use you. You know, please send us your blood work, you know, COVID tests, all this stuff to make sure, you know, healthy, safe, and all that. And I get to AEW, and there's like 40 other extras there. There's like 40 other extras, and they were only picking, I think, five that day for extras to wrestle. And they picked me along with my brothers, Alan and Cameron, the Russell Twins, and one of my rivals, Dale Springs. And we got thrown together in a four-man. Yeah, boo, I don't like that guy. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, he's uh, we threw us in a four-man against Dark Order. You know, it was a quick little match, you know. Didn't, you know, we, we got beat up, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I feel like I did my job. I feel like they gave me a good match and I gave them a good match. And it's a team effort at the end of the day. And backstage, I have nothing to complain about. That was literally my favorite. I I would say, I don't know about, yeah, I would say it's my favorite being backstage at a big company, whether it be AEW, Impact, or WWE. Honestly, I've had good experience with all of them, but literally every single person at AEW walk up to me. Hey, man, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Hey, man, is there anything I can help you with? Like, no one had an ego. Nobody was like, oh, I'm this name, so I could, you know, big dog everybody, because they definitely have those type of people in the wrestling business. Everybody was so kind, so generous. Everyone showed me where, you know, the food is, the catering, you know. Everybody was like, hey, man, do you want some, like, weight, some, like, you know, workout? Do you want to warm up real quick for your match? Like, everybody was everybody was phenomenal, and I can't complain about a single thing. And honestly, I feel like AEW could be a home for me. But like I said, I want to be everywhere. I want to be an impact. There would be AEW everywhere, wherever. Sign your man's Isaiah Zane. And like I said, I'm going to make sure your product is A1 perfect. Did you get from any of those three that I mentioned or any of the ones you know you worked from the bigger companies, did you get any advice that you just 
you know, stick and stay? Because I'm sure you picked the ear of a couple people when you were at every place, right? You you, you should. You were like, not, hey, man, this is me, but just sit and listen and anything like that. Did you get some advice or like, yeah, I, I need to carry this along with me the rest of my life? Yeah, so one guy I met was Adam Cole. and uh, Baby. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and I just introduced myself and I was like, hey, hi, my name is Isaiah. Um, I'm going to be working AEW Dark tonight and I was like, is there any advice you can give me? And I do literally took like 10 minutes to talk to me. And, you know, 10 minutes might sound short. 10 minutes might sound like a lot. But, you know, a lot of wrestlers will just be like, yeah, man, just go kill it. You know, be yourself, this and that. 30 seconds and then they walk away. But he literally took 10 minutes to talk to me. And he started giving me advice, not even just about the match, just about being a wrestler and being a, a good person in general. Just everything. He was like, be a wrestler that everyone wants to be in a car ride with. And I never really thought about that because, like, there's going to be times where you're going to have car rides with people you watch on TV but don't know personally. And if you could just be a good person to them and it could be you could be somebody that everyone likes to be around, you'll succeed in the business because people will start to help you out and you'll get through connects through other people. And I never really I just never really thought about it like that. So that was one of the good advices that he really gave me because. That has definitely helped me out a lot when I'm in car rides with these big time wrestlers. If someone needs a ride or if I'm on the same show with them and, you know, we go to get some food together or something, if we could just vibe together, you know, it helps out a lot because they're like, oh, this guy, Isaiah, I've never met him before, but he's a really cool dude. I'm going to help him do this in my company, you know, stuff like that. So did Adam Cole give you a card and say, hey, if you need any dentistry work, uh, go see Britt Baker at all? Oh, uh, no, that did not happen at all. I don't Son know if, a, if Adam Cole wants anybody near his wife for a baby. That is his wife, and, you know, I don't think he's going to be giving anybody that girl's information. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I would only hope, right? Um, all right, let's take a break from wrestling for a minute and learn a little bit more about Isaiah, like, on off days. And then I have, like, three stupid would-you-rather I would you rather questions because they're always fun. Um, so you're not you're not wrestling. You're not training. You're just taking an off day, and there's no movies involved either. What's your downtime? What, what do you do? Video games? or what, What's your... Whew, I don't have to do anything today. I can take a moment and heal. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm watching Stranger Things 24-7. <laughs> of course you, you are. You know, Stranger Things, Duffer Brothers, put your man's Isaiah Zane in the season five. Like I said, I don't care if I'm a background character, if I have a one-line role. If whatever, I just want to be a part of Stranger Things. That's what I'm doing in my off time. I watch season one through four three times. Not, I'm not, you know, I'm not obsessed with the show, but the show, you know, is really cool to watch. You know, it's very entertaining. I love the cast. Everybody there is just good people, and like, I want to be a part of it. So that's what I'm doing when I'm on my off day watching Stranger Things. So you're content just dying from a Demi Gordon just eating you. You're good. I mean, why not? I mean, I agree. No, I agree. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know if I want to die. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'll go toe to toe with the Demogorgon. I mean, your man's Isaiah Zane is going to come out with a W just like wrestling. Touche. Touche. Uh, anything else? Or are you just I- impacted with Stranger Things? Like did you walk by the beach or anything? Well, you know, I like going. I like going on my vacations as well. I actually just came from Disney World. That's my favorite vacation spot. I love going to Disney World. You know, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. But you know, that's not an everyday off thing. That's you know, once a year when I want to refresh my mind or get away from the real world. I guess you could say, just take two, three days to myself to really like 
heal myself and have a good ass time at Disney World. Other than that, I'm vlogging on YouTube. You can subscribe to my YouTube on Isaiah Zane. I'm vlogging my day to day life, you know, playing basketball. You know, pl- I play Madden, I play NBA 2K, I play Fortnite. You know, I'm going bowling, all these other different type of things. I like going to the trampoline parks. I like doing a lot of different things. Okay, you're a busy man. All right, let's do the three uh, would you rather questions that I always throw out there. I kind of tailor them for you guys individually. Again, because I'm saying AJ Styles and Dolph and, and Trent, uh, the first one is kind of focused towards that. Would you rather a ladder match or the X Division match that Impact had where it's the title is hanging off the X? Which one would you rather have be your most memorable match? Well, I, as of right now, I would rather have a X Division match than a ladder match. I've actually had two ladder matches. Not saying I don't want to do it again because I very much do, but since I've already done it, I would you know rather take the chance in having my first X Division Championship match. That stuff is scary. I ain't gonna lie, like, bro. For all these people watching, these people who think wrestling is fake, hell nah. Those ladders hurt, bro. It is just straight steel smacking you against your back. You know th- that stuff does not feel good. But you know, with the X Division Championship, you know why wouldn't I want to have that match? I'm shocked that nobody has, like the bigger companies, has kind of brought that, even Impact, bringing it, you know, kind of back. And they've tried, but it's not been the same. You know, just making that uh, really a special moment match of the year all the time. That was one of my favorite matches, especially with the six sides. I'm a still strong proponent of the six-sided ring. I love that. Yeah, it's entertaining. And it was different. Like, Impact TNA back then, they needed something different from, you know, everybody at that time was really all WWE. And people needed something different, which is, like, going on right now with AEW. And TNA started that with the six-sided ring and the the X Division match. They just had so much going on. And I love TNA. I love Impact Wrestling. I agreed. Uh, to the, to your movie life now, would you rather, and this is to find out what kind of movies you kind of like doing, uh, would you rather be in a movie with Adam Sandler or Clint Eastwood? Oh, man, this is going to sound terrible because I don't know who the second name you just named is. The, the, he, he was a, a cowboy in all the westerns and, and stuff like that. <laughs> he, he did a couple other you know, notable movies in the 90s as well, but you, know, you, you were a baby. Yeah. Not even born yet, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Adam Sandler. You know, he's hilarious. I've seen all the Grown Ups movies. He's very good. I've seen a lot of other movies he's been in. Adam Sandler is a, a, a very funny dude. So I'm going to go with Adam Sandler, not just because of that reason, but also because, you know, he's the only one I na- knew out of those two. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I figured you'd be more, you know, comic or rom-com anyway, just with your, your personality in the business and everything. So I, you know. Shit, I didn't know that you didn't know who Clint Eastwood was, but yeah, that's all right. That's all right. That's on me. Man, look, my bad, man. My bad. No, it's all right. Do some homework. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and if you had your choice, and I don't think either really fit you, that's why I'm going to make you, you know, pick one. Original ECW or like the new era death match? Where do you want to have a match? Bro, I am not even going to lie. Death matches, hardcore matches, extreme rules, no DQs, all that stuff is so painful, bro. I don't know if I want to do any of them. Okay. Yeah, I would 100, if I, you know, I will 100% do it, you know, for the fans. If it's in the right place at the right time and getting paid the right amount of money, I would definitely do it. But, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with original ECW. 
But uh, man, that stuff hurt, bro. I, I've got hit with a bat before. I got hit, you know, kendo sticks, bro. Those are so painful. Like people might say, what? It's just wood or what, bro? There's it's nothing wood. Like somebody, and somebody swinging a damn kendo stick at your stomach, like that shit had me bruised up, man. Like I, I don't know how these people. All respect to these people who do death matches, like Matt Cardona, you know, Nick Gage, all these people, because. I, I I'm not gonna lie, bro. That stuff is not for me. It's too much. I I figured they were all set up questions. <laughs> all right, kind of get back into like the the meat and potatoes, and I really like asking these next couple questions. Um, wrestling continues to change, and it has changed in your lifetime dramatically from when I was a kid to when you were a kid to now. But what do you think? Because there's still stigmas around wrestling. If you could change one right now on this podcast. What what do you still think needs to be changed in the wrestling business? You said what would I change? Yeah. I would probably say just that wrestling is fake. Like what I mean by that is everybody that I a lot of people they'll watch it and be like, bro, why do you like this stuff, man? This stuff is fake. And then I'll just tell them, All right, get in the ring with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really right. hate that F word. Fuck, I don't yeah. care about. But to say it's fake, th- there's injuries. You guys are hobbled after matches. I don't even, yeah, you know, predetermined if you want to use that, cool, whatever. And I hate that as well. But fake, yeah. it's not fake. There's nothing fake about it. Look, yes, it is a entertainment product. It is a television show. But at the end of the day, these hits aren't fake. There's nothing fake about it. And anybody who is fake wrestling out there, you don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm just being real. This stuff is real. Everybody's laying their stuff in. Everybody is ha- trying to have a competitive match against each other. And like I said, if if somebody's being light, I'm not saying you're trying to hurt anybody else. Of course not. But it's a competitive match. It's you know between guys and girls trying to entertain the crowd and just – come out with the W and tell a story. There's nothing fake about it. So anyone who tells me that, bro, I just tell them this, bro, you know, your favorite movie's fake, right? Just like that. It's a scripted entertainment television show. Exactly. And people were like, yeah, well, that's different because no, it's not different. It's the same thing. I agreed. Uh, Agreed. And you're going to slap me through the phone or the computer or whatever you want to say. There's no Demi Gordons out there. There's not, okay, no, folks. Bro. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. I don't want to hear that. All right? Yes, no. I don't want to hear that. Stranger Things is real. All right. All right. All right let me calm down. I'm playing. I'm playing. It ain't real, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I agreed. Can you look back on yourself when you and your buddy discovered wrestling? Can you look back and, again, two years, only two years, but can you look back and say, damn it, I'm proud of myself and I made it? And I'm only, can you continue to grow? Has it sunk in yet? Yeah, so, you know, looking back right now, in my opinion, or I know I have not made it yet. Yeah, I'm wrestling. Yeah, I'm traveling every single weekend. Yeah, I'm having matches every other day. Not every other day. You know, the people who wrestle on the weekend. Whatever. Sounded good for the podcast. Yeah, but, you know, I haven't made it yet, in my opinion. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah, I did extra work for WWE. Yeah, I did an Impact Wrestling segment with Matt Cardona. Yes, I had AEW against Dark Order. Yes, I did NWA. Yes, I did security with the Ring of Honor. And while this might sound like bragging, it's while those things were all so big, 
they're not even nowhere near where I want to be. Like, I want to be wrestling on NXT. I want to be on Monday Night Raw. I want to be on AEW going against Sammy Guevara, John Moxley, Chris Jericho. I want to be in Impact, the X Division, having banger matches against Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, all these people. I want to go in Ring of Honor and have some submissions type type matches against people like Josh Woods. You know, I want to go to NWA and have matches against the Pope Elijah Burke. You know, all these people, there's so much I want to do, and I'm not even close to where I want to be. But if I'm being honest, I am close at the same time because I feel like I'm going to be signed very, very soon. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, guys, one, if you haven't followed him, we're getting to the socials. Make sure you watch everything. When I post this tomorrow and you say, who the hell is this guy? Check out his stuff and then come back oh, yeah. and listen to the rest of the podcast because then you'll get to know him better. So, yeah. Um, this is the one. This is always the dad moment. I was a 16-year-old son. And you remember how Kofi made you feel like Kofi's your hero. He touched you and, you know, got you into wrestling and this, that, and the other thing. You know you did that to somebody already. I don't know who it is, but the way that you interact with the fans, there's somebody waiting every time you're on the card. You're being advertised on the card. They see you. They watch your Dark Order match. They're watching this. They're watching that. Do you realize, as of right now, you're somebody's Kofi Kingston, and that's the best way I can put it. Yes, I actually, it's it's honestly an incredible feeling, and it's weird to think about. But like, so I actually had this interaction. I was in Mississippi probably about two weeks ago, and I had my match. And after the show, I came out to you know sign autographs, sell my merchandise, take pictures with all the fans, do meet and greets, and all that. And I had this little boy walk up to me. I don't know how old he was, but I would say maybe six. And he told me like he was like. Yo, man, I'm such a huge fan. I watch your YouTube channel. I watch all the vlogs. You know, this little six-year-old is so, like, he's so smart. And he's like, I'm literally, he's like, you're literally my idol. Like, I look up to you so much. And he's like, I want to be a wrestler because of you. And I, like, I almost cried listening to that because, like, this little six-year-old boy knows me. You know, I'm not even a huge wrestler yet. But he looks at me as, like, his hero. He's, like, saying, yeah, I watch all your vlogs. I never miss it. I keep up with this. I keep up with that. He doesn't even have his own phone, you know, because he's only a six-year-old boy. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's on TV telling his parents, put Isaiah Zane on. And that's one of the coolest things in the world. And it's honestly weird to think about. <laughs> but, like, I love it. Yeah. Congratulations. Because if you – I live by this because this is what my mom and my grandma told me. If you can change one person's life, in your life, you win this game of life. In a 22, yeah. you have touched a six-year-old that, you know, as of right now, you are uh, religious or not. There, there's God and there's Isaiah Zane right now. That's it. Boom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right? That's oh, that's man. where it is, and that's cool. I, I'm proud that you've had that or continue to have that moment because that yeah. says something. You just don't put in the, the work in the ring. You're putting in the work everywhere. Exactly. And trust me when I say this, this is no bragging. This is no cocky stuff. This is 100% confidence, 100% realism. I am going to be one of the biggest professional wrestlers in the entire world. I'm going to have all the kids waiting lined up to meet me. I'm going to have all the teenagers waiting up lined to meet me, all the adults, everyone of all, you know, ages, everything. Everyone is going to want to meet your your man's Isaiah Zane. Everyone is going to want to see your man's Isaiah Zane's matches. And I'm literally going to become one of the greatest professional wrestlers 
slash sports entertainers if you want to say that. Oh, <laughs> so you're like joining that. the Jericho Society, huh? No. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, shoot, if they want to invite me in, I'm down. One of my favorite but generic ma- uh, questions that you'll get on every podcast, I just put a little twist on it, dream match. And Manny Fernandez, go back and check out some of him and his stuff, has said, if you're a professional wrestler, this question and the answer will change kind of every six months. But as of right now, who do you want to wrestle in your dream match? Alive, dead, whatever. Where? And I always put, what is the stipulation of the match? So my dream match will be against John Cena. John Cena, he's literally the guy. Like him, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, but mainly, mainly John Cena is the guy that got me into wrestling. Yeah, Kofi, you know, he was the first match I saw, I saw, and he was the one I really studied like crazy. But John Cena, man, man, how can you not love John Cena? This man has created over 650 wishes for all these Make-A-Wish kids. He's done so much. He gets the biggest reaction every time he comes out. He entertains everybody like no other. Like, he's John freaking Cena. How can you not love him at the end of the day? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they whatever. They might push him too much. People complain about that. But he's pushed to the top because he's pushed himself to the top. He made himself the greatest of all time. Me and John Cena, well, what would the match stipulation be? Shoot, I don't know. I guess me versus John Cena for the Intercontinental Championship in the main event of WrestleMania. I say Intercontinental because he's never won the Intercontinental title. And you're not going to let him. Exactly. I'm not going to let him. You know, I love him and all, but it's not going to happen if it's against your man's Isaiah Zane. Let's be real here. Right. Uh, Finally, before you tell us where you're going to be, sell your stuff, do your socials and all that, uh, what are your goals for the rest of this year and moving into 2023? So my goals for the rest of this year moving into 2023 is to definitely get on bigger companies. I'm, a, I'm not on small companies, but I'm not on huge companies yet. I've done the huge companies, but they were very quick ones, like a one-off. And I don't want them to be one-offs. I want to be on these huge companies. I want to be a regular in Impact Wrestling you know, before 2023 ends, hopefully in the beginning of 2023. Like I said, I want to be in the X Division. I want to have bangers against all these guys. I want to be start to get you know some runs on AEW Darks, get a a feel of how it is over there, even though I got a taste of it. I want to be there every single week having a match. And I want to impress the guys like Tony Khan and all those people to sign me and start being on Dynamite, start being on Rampage, start going after the TNT Championship, the AEW World Championship. I want to start to be on NXT more. I want to be in WWE. I want to be signed to a major wrestling promotion. I want to get some work on MLW. Go against Alex Kane, if you all know who that is. I want to go against Alex Kane and MLW, Myron Reed, all these people. I just want to be signed, and it's not like, oh, I'm you know, fanboying over myself. No, it's me being 100% real. I'm ready to be signed, and I know, given the opportunity, I'm going to succeed in it. So that's my goals, just to be signed. Simple as that. Yeah, I got smaller ones, but let's be real. Once I get signed, then the big goals can start to happen. Touche. All right. Uh, go ahead. This is your spiel. Give us your socials, where you're going to be, and sell some merch. And did I forget anything that you want to chat about? Like anything, anything? Anything, anything. Like how do you eat your cereal? Do you put the milk in first, or do you eat cereal like a normal human being and put the cereal in first? Anything. Okay. Anybody who puts the milk in first, you're a weirdo. You're a so- sociopath. 
Yeah, I don't know what's wrong. Bro, you literally, you put it the, the, the cereal in first so that you can see, you know, how high the cereal is, how much you filled up in the bowl, and then you can measure that with the rest of the milk to fill it in properly. Thank if you. You put the milk in first, and then you just throw some cereal on top of the milk. Your stuff is going to become so soggy in a big-ass waterfall. We don't got time for all that, all right? There you go. But anyway, where I'm going to be at, I'm wrestling every weekend for the rest of the year. You know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Indiana, Chicago, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Alabama. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of states right now, but I'm wrestling every single weekend for the rest of the year. You can follow me on Instagram at Isaiah underscore Zane. Follow me on TikTok at Isaiah underscore Zane. Follow me on Twitter as well. I don't use it much, you know, just because I'm not really a fan of it. But I'm going to start to get on there a lot more. Follow me. You know, Facebook, please, please, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get that 100K plaque on YouTube. You know, I'm trying to blow up. I'm trying to get famous. Trying to get that million plaque. Trying to get that 10 million subscriber plaque on YouTube. Damn, right off the bat, 10 million. Yeah, why not? And, you know, other You know, other things, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to be in some more movies. You know, wrestling is number one at the end of the day. But, you know, I like I said, I'm working on a few, few few films right now. So I'm trying to be a movie star. I'm trying to be the biggest YouTuber in the world. I'm trying to be the greatest professional wrestler of all time. And when I say this, all three of those are going to happen. You can mark my words. Just being real. Just keeping it real. I'm the gracious gift for a reason. You are. Do you have merch that you have pro wrestling tees, or if they want anything, can they just reach out to you in your DMs and say, "Hey, I want an eight by 10 Yeah, so you can get merch. You know, if you see me at a show, you can get merch there, or you can go to my website. It's teespring.com/slash/stores/slash/themakeits. That's my group. You know, with Alan and Cameron, the Russell Twins, we are collectively known as the Makeits. You can get my merch there. I have so many designs. And if I'm being real, I got the best merch out there in the game right now. I design all my merch myself. And, you know, it's the most beautiful merch you've ever seen. I know a lot of people don't like to wear wrestling shirts uh, out in public if it's not a wrestling event. For some reason, people are embarrassed about that. Oh, I wear. Yeah. But if that's a problem for you, you know, I got wrestling merch, I guess you could say. But I also have, you know, it's kind of like a clothing line. It's kind of like a clothing brand, like shirts that you could see all over stores in the world, but, you know, I added my little touch, my little gift of grace to it, I guess you could say, and I got the best merch, best merch in the game right now, so do, go over there, copy some merch, teespring.com slash stores slash to make it, and yeah, it's as simple as that. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, make sure you give them a like, a follow, do all that stuff on all the socials across the world, essentially. Your man, Isaiah Zane. Isaiah, thank you for spending some time with me tonight. This has been a blast, and, uh, Hopefully, you could trickle up to Pennsylvania here shortly, and I continue to see you uh, looking at Matt Cardona like a piece of shit. All right, I won't call him a piece of shit. You know, Matt I'm kidding. Cardona, I love I like Matt Cardona. Him. Yeah, but you know, like I said, if we have a match, I'm gonna come out with the dub. So as simple as that. Pennsylvania, I gotta look that up. I actually don't know a lot of wrestling companies in Pennsylvania. I don't know if I know any of to be honest. But I'm gonna look that up, and I will sure be coming to your town very, very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, that is yours, oh so truly, Mr. Kind of a Big Deal, the gracious gift, your man's, Isaiah Zane. Man, this was a fun interview. I love the moxie, the swagger that he has because he knows he's going to take on the world. I love how he said he's going to be the next big thing. He's going to take the IC Championship from John Cena for the love of God. 
But you know what I love more? I love the part that he's got that six-year-old. That he's got that six-year-old saying, I want to be Isaiah Zane when I grow up. I want to be you. He wins. As I said it in the podcast, he wins. And that is something special. That's a dad moment. You guys know I find a dad moment in every interview to talk about a little bit in the wrap-up. But, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Two years into business, ROH, TNA, NWA, WWE, AEW, that says something. He's on everybody's radar. They know. And wow, uh, what an awesome mentor to have, the Pope. That is something I didn't know, and that blew my mind. Pope was always one of my favorites, and what he's doing right now with the NWA is as Jenks would say on the weekly show, the chef's kiss. I I love what the Pope does in the NWA. So, guys, I hope you like this interview. Continue to follow us, like, subscribe, and all that stuff I said in the beginning. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play. The list goes on and on on Facebook because we post it there too. So, yeah, and if you're a wrestler, Slide into our DMs or drop us an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Come on the show. Tell us your story. Let us help you help us. I said that wrong. Let us help you. Whatever. That's the way yeah. It's one of those days. It's almost like I've been drinking or something since I got off of work. Not that we drink on this podcast. No, no, no. Shout out to Isaiah Zane again for coming on the show. Thank you very much, man. Uh, we'll be talking to you here in the near future again. I can't wait to continue to follow you on and on and on. And I guess one for three in the comparison isn't bad. I bet it's 333. All right, guys. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot.